Hip Hop Review Podcast. It's that time again. I hope y'all ready. Jay Z, 444. <laughs> it's about to go down. Let's go, 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 go. Nigga said that I fell off. I fell off, they see the rollie, they see the chains Niggas know that I'm well off I pushed the line and they stepped across Now it's time to show them who the boss I'ma be sitting out the malls, my resume <laughs> Yo, 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 what up? Uh, what up, Monte the Pro? We are back Yes, sir, what's up, Will Gill? Man, I'm ep- I'm so excited we're here with episode number Carmelo Anthony 7 uh-huh. <laughs> Very appropriate, too Yeah, I'm so happy that we're doing uh, Carmelo Anthony Anthony for number seven because today mm-hmm. we are doing God MC Jay Z his new album four 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 and uh four four four. 444. 444 or 444. The new Hove album. Yeah. And uh, if you guys are hearing chuckles in the background, that's because we're here with friends. Uh, We are here with uh, my man Chris Platty from uh, Chris Platty Presents Hip Hop and Basketball. Chris Platty, introduce yourself. What's up, everyone? It's Chris Platty of Strictly Hoop Talk and Strictly Hip Hop, a weekly show um, where I do hip hop and basketball. And I'm here to talk about, let's just keep it 100. I'm here to talk about the GOAT, Jay-Z. Mm-hmm. Okay, I like it. You coming in strong, Chris. I like it. <laughs> and uh, yeah, man. And if uh, anybody doesn't know, somehow, some way, <laughs> don't know who this guy Jay Z is, Vontae the Pro. Yeah. Let's hit him with a little background check. Let's who does go. he think he is? I just told you who I thought I was a god. I just told you. That's a true. god, Jay Z, coming out of Brooklyn. Mm. Jay-Z has done so much that this is going to be a quick, long background check. <laughs> because bringing up everything Jay-Z has done in his career is a podcast on its own. I agree. I agree. And so with that being said, let's start where uh, Jay started Rockefeller Records with Damon Dash mm-hmm. uh, after not getting signed to any uh, major labels. Rockefeller grew into this monster, a dominating brand. Uh, Mm -hmm. It took over the music industry for a little bit, putting out a slew of successful artists. And it didn't stop there, man. They they got into clothing, liquor, and more. Pretty much everything. Yeah, yeah. (laughs) Eventually, the brand was split between Jay and Dame. Mm -hmm. Jay, the good cop, to Dame's bad cop. Jay Mm. was pretty much set up to succeed because he didn't really burn any important bridges. Mm. And it's safe to say, man. This guy, Jay-Z's been prospering. Yeah. Uh, he even retired in 2003 and mm. unretired in 2006 from rapping. <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, since, and since splitting from Dame, Jay-Z, he's been a CEO of Def Jam. Mm. He was part owner of the Brooklyn Nets. <laughs> he started a real estate company, started Rock Nation. He signs artists and athletes. Uh he started a streaming service called Title. You may have heard of it. Yeah, I've heard of it. I don't got it, but I heard it. Yeah. <laughs> uh, just fun fact: we don't have Title or Sprint. <laughs> and while and while doing all this, it's safe to say Jay also dropped some dope albums on the way, man. Starting with Reasonable Doubt, mm. In My Lifetime, Volume One, Two, and Three, mm. The Dynasty, Blueprint, mm. One, Two, and Three, mm. The Black Album. Kingdom Come, American Gangster, Magna Carta, Holy Grail, and like just some other collabs that you may have heard of, yeah. like Watch the Thrones, Best yeah. of Both Worlds, uh, and just some yeah, other yeah, random this, ones. I this think. guy got 13 albums, all platinum. Yeah, he even did a rock <laughs> album with Linkin Park. Yeah. <laughs> a lot of people forget that. True. true. And, uh, and I don't know. A lot of people don't know this, but he's also married to this queen called Beyonce. <laughs> so that's a hell of an accomplishment. Yeah. So yeah. I think it's uh, it's only appropriate that we get into his new album, 444. And Chris Platty, you're our guest, man. Uh, how are you feeling about Jay-Z or this album, getting into it? Uh, getting into this album, I'm excited. I mean, like I said from the jump, I, in my personal opinion, I think Jay-Z is the greatest to ever do it when it comes to hip-hop. So I'm always excited. And I'm feeling that way, not because of this album. So I just want to make that clear. Like, um, it's it's been it's been from the jump. Um, I I love Jay Z. So getting into it, I'm just very excited. I'm I'm very excited to see Ho because obviously there's that whole kind of subtle, not so subtle thing with Drake and just other MCs. And you know Jay Z is gonna come at shots, especially everything that happened with Kanye and stuff. So I know I'm gonna get content. But then gearing up, 
I start hearing I start hearing these like talks about you know the whole fighting on the uh, the bail system in jail and all that. So I'm saying, okay, I think we're getting I think we're moving towards a conscious Hove album, and yeah. that is what and that is what we got, and that's something that I was very excited to hear. Even though I think to um, it, it it's kind of dismissed, and it's he's not given enough credit for getting personal. I realize that he's not he's far from the most personal artist, but even when mm-hmm. he goes personal. Uh, he hasn't really gotten the credit. Like people act like he never made songs like, like, um, like "Song Cry," you know, and and things of that nature. So yeah. But to get, but he's never made a whole album like this. So gearing in, once I realized that I was going to get a conscious whole album, especially I, as you guys know, when we get into the intro track and everything, you you know when you hear that intro track that that is what you're getting, and I was mm-hmm. very excited. So. I'm just always excited for Hove, man. I mean, you you don't gotta tell me something. If Hove drops another album tomorrow, I'm there. Montana <laughs> Pro. Oh man, um, I don't know anybody who wasn't excited for this album. That's why I felt going into this. Um, I heard some people say like on I heard rumblings like on Twitter and stuff like that. People saying that I don't know if I need another Hove album in 2017. Stop and, it. Yeah, and, and, and anybody who said that, I unfollowed them right away. Yeah. I went right to the page and they were like stupid. I like my man them. Kendrick said. Jay Z Hall of Fame, sit your punk ass down. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah th- those are facts. So, um, yeah, I was just tripping out. I, I just don't think, I just don't understand how somebody somebody wouldn't want to hear another Hove album while he's alive too at that. So it's not like we're just hearing scrap vocals. Not like we're hearing demos of songs. We're, this is new, you know. This is new content. So yeah. I, I'm I'm very excited for that. Um, I'm gonna say uh, I might be the least favorite Hove fan of out of all three of you guys. Uh, to you guys, I feel like um, Hope is very special to me. Uh, man, he, he's the go. I'm going along with that too. But I feel like just being raised, maybe since it was that gap between East Coast and West Coast. For me personally, like, I did like him, but I didn't want to say like when I grew up, I loved him. But now since he's like fading away a little bit into his like new doing new things, I'm like I treat him like Kobe. Like I love him a lot yeah, more. And, and one thing like <laughs> that you're talking about East Coast and West Coast, it's a uh, also thanks to the internet, borders are gone. True, that East true. Coast West Coast shit ain't the same no yeah, more. Yeah, I don't, I don't, yeah, I don't feel like that anymore. So I, that's probably what's helping me. I mean, besides all everything else Jay did, yeah. like we could have really been here all day talking about his accomplishments, which is impressive as hell. It's like a hell of a res, uh, resume. But man, overall, my thoughts get into this. I was hyped to hear this project. Okay. What, what about you, Will Gill? All right. How'd uh, you feel hearing that uh, Jig is about to drop another album? All right. I'm going to be the third one to say this on this podcast, <laughs> but I was excited. <laughs> I feel it. Uh, but. I was excited, but I was also conscious because. What you mean? What you mean with that? I didn't want to get Holy Grail uh, Magna Carta again because oh. I was really excited yeah. for that album, yeah, yeah. and then it really let me down. Like I was obviously I was excited the first week. I was like, oh, this yeah. is why Jada Goat. Yeah, and yeah. then as time went on, that album proceeded to kind of fall the fuck off. Yeah, it didn't really age that well. Yeah. it was kind of like noisy, a little bit too much. And then you kind of realize that he's just kind of talking about art. Yeah, like, it's just about art you're never gonna buy. Yeah, yeah. It's, and it's like he's really unrelatable in this album. Yeah, but you know, so I was I was excited and conscious. So I want to keep it short, man. Let's get into our highlight record. All right, let's go. Tell them to bow down to me and greatness. Well, they ain't never right, do what man. I do. I they think... wish they could do what I do. Should we? Should we? Let's give it to our guest, Chris Platty. Chris yeah. Platty, take the lead on this one. Yeah. <laughs> what, right. what was your standout right, standout so, record? My standout record, you don't got to go too far into the album. That's track three, Smile, featuring mm. his mom, Gloria Carter. Oh, um, man. That beat is just nice with that incredible Stevie Wonder sample. Um, and for those of you that don't know the song, it's Love's in Need of Love today. And mm. um, the Gloria Carter's spoken word at the end is just kind of purely amazing. And, and the song just overall is all sorts of inspirational. The big takeaway from the song is the outing of his mother's um, sexual orientation. And the cadence he delivers when he's delivering those lines, you know, saying, you know, Mama had four kids, but she's a lesbian, had to pretend so long that she's a thespian. And and the way the cadence he had when he delivered those lines was just like it, it was a different cadence that we 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 don't normally hear from Hove. And it kind of emphasized what he was saying was important and everything. And and it, it, it even st- it, it stands out every time you listen to a song, which I think is yeah. really dope. And um, so when he speaks on this topic, uh, combined with the instrumental, the spoken word at the end, like I said, is amazing. But the best part about this song is the fact that it creates a good balance. Because with every, if you notice when you when you're just dissecting the verses, like 
every verse has a has a negative and he counters with a positive like the whole blood diamonds line he has um and, and the song just overall features a lot of my favorite lines from the album like hall of fame mm. without a pen you knew that was coming i had to remind yeah. you all again you know <laughs> um, you you knew that was coming, and I like how he he plays with it because he knows that you know he's gonna say something, and that's one of the funny things is you'll see on Twitter like um, you'll see people say, "Oh, Jay Z's next album or Jay Z's next song is gonna have something about his twins and related to re- related to moving drugs or something." And yep, that's exactly. What <laughs> but, just, but just like Pusha T, he delivers it flawlessly, and he he still yeah. makes it he still makes it dope, and that's what's yeah. exciting. And then he had um, and then. My favorite line of the whole entire album was um, was the lines where he was like, "Look, you a pedestrian. Don't ever question the security I provide you." Oh, y'all thought I was washed, and he's laughing. And he's like, "I'm at the cleaners, yeah. laundering, dirty, <laughs> laundering dirty money like the Teamsters." Man, dog. Yeah. Overall, that, that laugh that, has that, so much confidence in it. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. That, that laugh had exactly like <laughs> I, I love. I love that 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 laugh. The way he the way he flows is just so incredible. Like the, the way he like it sounds weird to say that the way he laughs as he's delivering that line is so is so amazing. But it really is when you actually focus in on it. And just overall, I think the third verse is Ho's best verse on this album. And his his okay. he, he fluctuates his flow and his mic control, and it reminds me a lot of what Kendrick did on Damn with the with the flow changing mid song and everything, which he did a lot mm. throughout pretty much every song. And so I thought I thought it was it, it was really dope, and it makes it that much more spectacular when you when you when you know that he doesn't write because before leading up to, and I should have said this in the in the um initial expectations is the leading up to my my boss at, at my summer job that i have shout out shout out to ron and he said he gave me like this um the the documentary of making the black album i don't know if you ever seen that and oh, I think um, I have. yeah it's a really dope it just shows you so like i'm watching him just freestyle things off the top he's in the studio with rick rubin and timberland and he's like and yeah. he just hears a beat for 20 seconds then he goes in and then he's like and he just starts rapping and then he'll be like, "Nah, I can do something better," and go back. And he's just freestyling; yeah. he's never writing. So, like, I, that, that might have been good editing, I, though. Yeah, and and that's true. <laughs> but that's what I imagine now. Every time I see Hove rapping, true, yeah. and 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 so that's what's that's what's so um, that's what that's what makes it so impressive. So to me, this song is just a standout. Uh, again, amazing instrumental, inspirational. It's got the content. It's got. It's got the bars. It's got it's got everything, man. It's a, it's a straight up hope track, and I think it's one of the most modern tracks you'll hear. Most, um, uh, most like I, I don't know how I don't know if I want to say modern, but like most mainstream record, one of the most mainstream records you'll hear on this. And I think this is the one that you'll hear the most on the radio and, su- and such. So I like it. Mm. Word. I feel that to go back to your you know real quick to go back to your original point. I, I do love like the soulful feel of the record. Uh, yeah. It just feels real honest. You brought up Stevie Wonder. I, I read this on uh, Genius that it said that uh, Stevie Wonder stopped giving clearance to his music for samples like oh, at, right? at o, on in O three. Okay. And okay. so just the fact really? that this record has yeah. a Stevie Wonder sample is pretty dope. Oh man. And yeah, I, I co-sign with you. The third verse on this song is just like he's just unpacking, dog. It really uh it really seems like his third verse just feels like a stream of conscious where he's just hitting us with like so many different points and then every yeah. time i hear him say uh niggas will rip your shit off title just to spite you <laughs> i always feel a little uncomfortable man because i feel bad about bootlegging this album but, uh, <laughs> but i ran out of options ho yeah <laughs> let, me, let me be honest with you okay so shout out to my guy newbie mac um he's on YouTube. <laughs> he make he makes dope stuff and he, he was the plug. He gave me somebody else's. He gave me somebody else's title. I didn't have a title membership, and I tried to get mm. one. I actually, I actually paid for a month of title, and then I realized that you had to have Sprint. So I was like, "Oh, fuck you didn't this, do it man. in time." And then I was, I was so mad. So yeah, so I got, I got billed for title. So I still gave Hove his money, Damn. and I. And I bought the CD today, so hope you got your money uh, from me. You're good. Yeah, but you better, yeah, you I better card. To technically, use somebody else's title. 
If I was you, I'll call the bank for fraudulent charges. <laughs> <laughs> hey, no, no, no. Don't take that charge. You're getting a million dollars worth of game for nine ninety nine. <laughs> you really are, bro. That's one of my favorite lines on there, too, man. That's, that's a hard line, yeah. All right, Vontae yeah. the Pro, you want to uh, hop into your record, man? Oh, man. For me, the song that I liked a lot, I want to get into. Okay, so I really like Smile a lot, but I want to I want to flip it to uh, Bam. I hope I'm saying it right. Okay. Bam, bam. bam. <laughs> Featuring Damian Marley, track number seven. Oh, man. Uh, just to be really short and simple with this, I want to say that the first thing I want to talk about is the beat is just untouchable. Um, the production is very large, and it's, it's really dope. It's being played by Damian Marley's band, which is kind of weird because they say every song is produced by no ID. And when I was collecting my review... The lie detector determined that was a lie. So, I don't, so I, don't, I don't know exactly why or how that happened. It's cool. There's a sample. There's some drums. So I'm, I'm, I'm crossing my fingers and saying that hopefully he did because it sounds like the rest of the album. It just sounds different. It just sounds hella dope as fuck to me. Um, but just, you know, I just wanted to touch on that. But back to the song. I just feel like Jay-Z's, Jay-Z's bars on this, like, he's... They're just flawless. I like this one part specifically when he says, um, before we had A&Rs, um, we had ARs too. Um, we out here moving like y'all say y'all do. Um, we still moving like y'all say y'all did. Emery, Emery passed you niggas, and he did a bid. So it's like a flex moment. It's just like saying, like, man, we really doing this. Yeah, like, we street, really street dudes is winning. Yeah, yeah, since yeah. day one. <laughs> so, man, I, re- I really like that. I feel like... I feel like on this song, I feel like I needed it on the album. That's what I feel like with this song because I just needed a moment. I just needed a moment when like Jay was just going to be Jay and he was just going to rock out because at the end of the day, only person better than Hove is Hove. So, I just, <laughs> so, so that's what I feel about like this song. Like this, it's like it doesn't really, really get much better. I love this song and I just like really about the whole punchline to this whole song is just saying like like day, <laughs> not that part, Uh-oh. but the part I liked a lot was just like the underlying theme of saying like fuck Sean Carter, it's Hove. Yeah. So that's what I like about this song a lot. But I'm like, that's that shit, and I really recommend it to everybody to check it out. Track number seven. You got you like that song, Will yeah. yeah, I'm surprised you didn't bring up the leg day uh, line. Yeah. You know, about, the running name out. <laughs> you know, you guys can't see us, but my yeah. man Bate the Pro being the uh, being the gym, but he be in the gym like Kanye West, all chest, no legs. So <laughs> that's probably why he didn't bring it up. <laughs> I didn't and, say it for uh, a reason. Uh, you know, uh, those are those are some of the little like subtle jabs that like Chris Platty was talking about that like he was expecting to uh, when he was going into this album. So it's kind of dope that we really did get it. And it was just kind of like in a cool way. Like, yeah. you know what I mean? It's not over the top. It's just kind of, here it is. Let's move on. And uh, when I hear that record bomb, it's a, uh, I go, ah, <laughs> that's the Jay-Z I know. Yeah. You know, when you're going through this album, I'm just like, yeah. I, I like this new Jay-Z. Yeah. You know, I fuck with it. But I was like, this is this this is Jigga. Yeah. This that guy. I love when the yeah. beat dropping your whole flag. Yeah. Oh man. Yeah. And uh and one <laughs> and then time. this record, yeah, this record has a dope gritty flip of the, like the Bomb Bomb record and mm-hmm. it's funny because if you contrast it to Kanye's use of the Bomb Bomb sample on uh his album, yeah, yeah, he famous, used it for yeah, the song yeah, Famous, yeah. I right? About that. Yeah, yeah. And so Kanye uses that Bomb Bomb sample to talk about how famous he is. Yeah. And then when you contrast it, when Jay uses the same sample, mm-hmm. he wants to talk about how he's the same street hustler from Reasonable Doubt. Yeah. And it's like, they like both that, use yeah. the same sample, yeah, and yeah. They, but they, they use it like completely different, and it's a, a pretty ill contrast. Yeah, uh, man. I'm, I'm, I'm surprised I forgot about that. Yeah. yeah Platty, you have anything to add about that record? Um, yeah, so, yeah, it's funny you guys say that because literally the first thing I did was quote that line, fuck all this pretty Sean Carter shit, ho, and then it comes yeah. in, like, every time that gets me, but, um, no, mm-hmm. man, like, to keep it simple, I just got, I just got one real point to add, because you guys touched on most of it, uh, to me, this track is dope, like you guys said, it's a change of tempo, this is, like, back to Hove's pocket, and, like, to me, this is, like, a like a like a strictly like hot summer jam type flex track that he used to do back in the day. Like this is yeah, every I time I hear it, I, I just I just imagine him performing this in front of stadiums. Like I know he's doing festivals this year, and I would I would probably put money that that's the song he's starting with is this song, or he's at least going to perform it because this is just a hype oh, yeah. song that's going to get everyone moving. That's going to just again, it's going to get everybody rocking. So to me, yeah, when Jam is a it, Bam is a dope record. When Jay Z performs this song, I want him to have on a oversized jersey and uh, sweat 
uh, yep. uh, sweatbands. <laughs> 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 like that's how good this one feels. <laughs> and uh, with that to. being said, with that being said, man, I'm gonna hop into my highlight record, and it's track number six, "Family Feud." Ooh, and man, all right. This song got me in an all-white, no-socks mood. <laughs> when you got your wife vocals as part of the instrumental, you know what that's called? <laughs> What's that? Boss shit. <laughs> I love the instrumental. It's so noisy but tamed at the same time. The piano work that opens up the song reminds me of Frank Ocean's Super Rich Kids, just kind of like the banging of the piano. Mm. Then it switches with uh, Beyonce's vocals and it's so dramatic. The first minute of the song is my favorite moment of the album. Then you have Jay when he starts rapping. He's just in his pocket, laid back, confident flow. And I feel like these verses are like the embodiment of JC, the Jay Z we love, like all different versions of them on mm. this song. We get the braggadocious Jay Z when he says, uh, There's no such thing as an ugly millionaire. I'm cute. <laughs> <laughs> that was and, nice, yeah. And then we get the businessman Jay Z where he says, uh, Nah, we did that. Black owned things, 100%. Mm-hmm. Black owned champagne. We Maryland, Maryland eating off these streams. Mm-hmm. And then we get like the big pimpin' Jay-Z where he says, uh, I'll fuck up a good thing if you let me. <laughs> let me alone, Becky. Yeah. <laughs> you know? <laughs> and so uh, I can go on like over and over with examples of like how much Jay-Z touches on his different type of tendencies from dropping simple gems to like using gangster mob movies as a reference point. Mm-hmm. But for the sake of time, I'm just going to point out one more. And I'm going to say it's the most important one because I think this is what keeps Jay-Z at the status he is. Mm. And it's when he uses this line where he says, the kid that used to pitch bricks can't be pigeonholed. Mm. And it's like Jay never forgets where he started. <laughs> That's why he can be like so relatable to his listeners. True, true. But at the same time, he doesn't let his starting point determine his end point. Yeah. And that's what makes yeah. Jay-Z hove yeah and that's track number six family (laughs) feud that's hard that was hard track number six is one of my favorites man um man i feel like it it, 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 man this song needs to be on here i feel like nobody wins when the family feuds like it's just one of my favorite songs i feel like this song is just different um jay-z and beyonce absolutely murdered this record and um i kind of like what i liked a lot was like this like it's a recurring theme on this album, just about like everything you kind of just said, and um, he just ties it all into this song like beautifully, and just the way he's playing with syllables is just crazy, and I just like that um, he's addressing all the fuck shit, he's addressing all the fuck shit, and he's just giving this a whole bunch of perspective. So I really, I man, track number six, that's, that song's hard. Platy, any last thoughts for Family Feud? Uh, man, I mean, you guys really touched it all. I mean, I love how you started off the point. Like, literally, the first note I have on this song is. How's um, Hope's the only dude in the game that can that can have Beyonce on a track just for background vocals? Like that's how. Right? And I like I like what you said that hus that hustler mentality. It's still there. Like like you still feel his his lines about hustling and, and you know he's saying okay yes on a very surface level he's saying the same shit he's been saying but at the same time he still got that same energy he still delivers it he still embodies it because he's still making the business move he sold his yeah. portion of of um being the nets owner so that he could be in the minority owner so that he could so that he could do this sports Sign agency players. thing and yeah. you know and then mm. and then start t- and, and and title and everything so like hove is always moving business wise he's always hustling and you still feel that so he's He's as authentic as he says he is, and that's what that's what makes his music relatable and dope. Like Hove takes you to a place that you know that people like me, middle class white people, can't really understand. So he he mm. gives he gives us that glimpse, and and it's songs like this that does it. And then I also like to close out. Um, I like that line where he's just kind of talking for a minute. He said, you know, I would say I'm the realest rapping, but that's not a politically correct statement or whatever. That's like saying I'm the yeah. tallest midget or whatever. Like, yeah. and, and I was listening, I was listening to my homie Kalo. Those who, uh, I was listening to the album with my homie Kalo. I was showing him it cause I had heard it, but he hadn't heard it yet. And those who, who listen to my hip hop review podcast know Kalo very well. And, uh, man, I, I can't explain to you Kalo's face when he when he heard that line when Jay-Z was talking. He just, his eyes widened and he started bursting. We just started both laughing and, you know, help, man, Hope just always delivers lines. Every single song on here, there's a line that I will remember, like, probably for the rest of my life. Work. Mm. With that being said, Vontae the Pro, yeah. 
Let's get into the general side of this podcast. Let's go. This is special cloth alone. All right, man. Uh, we have 10 tracks. Yeah. But I would say there's a lot of special cloth on here, man. Mm-hmm. And I'm going to go ahead and kick it off with track number one, Kill Jay-Z. It's only right. And the reason why I wanna, right. Yeah, the reason why I want to kick it off with uh, Kill Jay-Z is What's because that? this is the most important song on the album mm. for the album. Oh. You remember the movie 8 Mile? Yeah, yeah, of course. Yeah. Where Eminem battled uh, Clarence with a quote with both parents, end quote, <laughs> <laughs> on the last battle. Yeah, 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 yeah. And M started his verse off by saying, you know, by getting ahead of all the negative stuff that the other dude was going to say. Mm-hmm. And that's pretty much what Jay did on this track. Mm. This album, subject wise, is so different than his past catalog. That Jay knew if he made this album without making this song, yeah. all of his past things that he's done would have got brought up. Mm-hmm. And so he makes this song to kind of get ahead of everything. Yeah. So uh, Jay-Z, like, if you read like the Genius thing, it says uh, Jay says this song is pretty much killing his ego. Mm. I said, that's a good flip, Jay-Z. <laughs> but this song is pretty much Jay-Z controlling the narrative. Okay. And I say, that's pretty smart. Yeah. I can see that, too. I can see that, too. Um, I, I Just to... Yep. Pretty much add on to that. I feel like on this song, he's like destroy and rebuild. Yeah, that's what I feel like. Destroy mm-hmm. and rebuild. Let's do this all over again. Let me get. Let me start with a clean. Um, you know, slay. I, I like this song a lot. Just running through all of his problems, and um, it just makes me wonder personally if I could deal with the type of success that Jay Z has. You know what I mean? Like Jay Z is that dude. Jay Z like every like man. Imagine that everybody called you the goat of what you did. Mm-hmm. Could you deal with the pressure of that? Like you know what I mean? Like what it really takes to get there. So like for me, that's what this song kind of makes me feel like. Um, I feel like um, he dresses a lot of good things on this song. He got Kanye mad and uh, Kim and Kanye. You know, it's kind of funny. Like Kim and Kanye are like completely opposite of what when you think of Jay Z and Beyonce, right? So I just feel like that's why I feel like they're very tickled with this, and he got Future upset with this. Uh, <laughs> the, the, the salon bar in the, um, was really nice egging salon on yeah um, the future bar was pretty mean <laughs> i gotta say that the future it, bar was mean it, it, yeah it, but it was funny i feel like it, interesting at the same time future bar though that's what i'm I saying i was just gonna say that i did future throwing yeah your I, son be throwing a, a football bar. around come on man it, I, don't, I, don't, I think it was just just no, good wordplay that, that's true that's true how many okay let me, let me ask you this now the old saying used to be like throwing a baseball you know with your father but that doesn't really that it's now it's throwing a football with your father like i think that's a general statement and it sucks yeah. that it applies to future uh, yeah how, but, but how do you think thing, that thought like mat- how do you think that thought got into his head that's a good point because he's thinking about he's thinking about his children man he's not thinking about future and his children i i really don't think that jay-z spends that much time thinking about future and his children he's just saying he's just saying quite simply the fact that you know his that he could grow up and have somebody else playing playing with his kid and you know as somebody as, as a father that can that can mess with you i think it's i don't think it was ever intended to be at future or any way i think it's just a line that relates to future because that's a very general situation now i mean not uh, uh, removing the celebrity uh the celebrity and star power aside just um having having a baby with a kid or having a baby with a girl and then her moving on to another man. That's a very just general ass, human ass living um, experience. Yeah. And so that's something that a lot of people go through. So I don't think I don't think it was directed at future, but future, you know, he's still salty about Sierra, so of course he's gonna get salty about this. <laughs> well he's salty about because that money he holding up to his ears going to Sierra. <laughs> you know what? The more the more I think about it, I think I'm now agreeing with you, Will Gill. Because you know, like you're saying, Oh, I don't think that Jay Z is you know thinking about future. I didn't think he was thinking about Al Sharpton either, but he's talking about he's Al talking Sharpton. About he, Al Sharpton. He, like I think that um Jay is way more tapped into the culture than some people think. I feel like the song's a lot of therapy okay, and I think yeah. that he's just like, you know, going for it. But let me counter that with saying when when Jay-Z wants to name somebody, he usually names them. Right? He nah. didn't name Kanye? He, really? He, 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 he could all, all chest no legs? He didn't he, say Kanye. He, he has he has yet no, to say I, anything about Drake, but we know him and Drake ain't cool. 21 21 Grammys I'm a savage nigga. Like we know he's talking about Drake. <laughs> Right. But 
Okay, fair enough. Fair enough. Okay, I agree to disagree. Yeah, that's I, I feel that. I don't know. Do just it. the more I was definitely on your side at first, but then the more and more and more I thought about it, I just kind of like sided ways. Um, but yeah, man, that's interesting. Vontae right, the Pro, do you want to hop into like another track or talk about anything? Yeah, man. Um, I mean, like we might as well try our best to keep it in order because I feel like this album was uh, the track list was important. Okay, I feel like the track list was important. So I mean, um, it was it is incredible to think that the next song to follow that up was the story of OJ track number two. Whew. Oh man, this song has a lot of layers. Um, it's just really crazy when you think about it. Um, and just the first time I even heard the song, I just had to instantly bring it back. Instantly bring it back. Like, um, and just like the why we had to bring it back. I was thinking about uh, I'm not black. I'm OJ line. That shit is funny. That yeah. shit is funny. And then like yeah. it's, it's even more funny because like when OJ said that shit, that nigga meant that shit. Like he wasn't <laughs> just he, he just wasn't just saying it to pop his collar because like somebody might say that in 2017 and it's just a little bit more funnier. But like back then when times was different and everybody looked at culture like way different and like acceptance was important. Hey man, that was that was interesting to me a lot, a lot. And then that just for me interesting to think about like as the song progresses, like. He's just really telling us, like, we all stupid. We all stupid. Like, we just saying, like, we're doing all these things or whatever. And he's just saying, like, he, him, himself was doing stupid because, you know, at the end of the day, we still a nigga. So think about that. And I just, and then I just like that a lot. The, the underlying theme to everything, the, the video that he put out with it was really dope. Um, and I just like how he ends it. And he just like, I liked how he, the Dumbo line at the end was talking about not buying property for two million. Uh, and he could have, Flipped it for two twenty five. Like it's like a slap in the face moment. Right. So it's like Dumbo. it's like such a yeah, yeah. exactly. And, and it's like a, it's like a such an honest moment, like an honest thing. Like we don't really hear Jay talking about like him losing out on opportunities yeah. and taking Cause, L's. Yeah, because Jay's brand is winning. Yeah, like that's what Jay's brand is. He always wins. Yeah, and that's like kind of the one of the few times he talks about like. He missed on opportunity. Yeah, yeah, and which was dope. Because, you know, I just really like that song a lot. You guys like uh, the story of OJ? Platty, any uh, anything to add? Uh, I don't really have anything to add, just to echo everything you guys said. It's a really dope song. Um, again, that's one of my favorite lines. You know, you, you guys talked about it earlier that the whole "I'm trying to give you a million dollars worth of game for nine ninety nine. Like that's a, <laughs> that that's a really dope line because he is throughout this whole album giving yeah. giving game to everyone. So yeah. I, I love hard. that. I love it. The visuals are dope. I don't know if you guys have you guys peeped the visuals. I peeped oh, it yeah. a couple of of times, so I'm yeah, not gonna act like I fully yeah. understand it. But yeah, that was the first thing yeah, I seen before I even like checked out the album. I said, "Okay, I'm about to go. I'm just oh, getting right. up the title right now." Okay, yeah, yeah but, that's uh, cool. Yeah. Before we move on, I just want to say shout out to No ID because he flipped that Nina Simone sample. It was flawless. Okay. If you were really touched by like this instrumental or uh, like the songwriting, I suggest you really listen to Nina Simone's Four Women's, which is the. Uh, the song this song samples okay and it, it kind of takes mm -hmm. cues off the songwriting from that mm. and uh i want to say real quick jay's progression on his first verse was flat out amazing because like if you listen to the verse it's starting off as a slave it progress he progresses into a butler mm. it progresses uh he progresses into an independent hustler fighting over corners that don't belong to him and then it finished the verse out with saying he's making so much money mm -hmm. that now when he's losing money yeah. he's losing out on 25 million yeah. but at the beginning of the yeah. verse it's the story of the slave and it's mm -hmm. like pretty much this 30 seconds he's giving you is such like a a flawless quick like summary of kind of like what he's seeing of like black life yeah. pretty much in America damn for him and like his past family. Oh, yeah, that's a really Better dope than Hove point. Yeah. <laughs> and then uh the second verse, we just get uh the super hustler Jay Z where he's just making so much money he can't hold it up to his ear and take pictures of it. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> <laughs> and then uh yeah, so on that note, let's move on to the next track. Track yeah. number four, Caught Their Eyes. Chris Platty, you wanna take the lead on this one? I'll keep this one simple because with with uh with this song, you know, I like Frank Ocean. I'm a Frank Ocean fan. I'm not like I'm not the biggest fan of him but I, I like him a lot i think he's very talented and I, i'll say that for whatever reason this is a song and while i don't dislike it this mm -hmm. is the song i could say without a doubt is my least favorite i just oh wow it, it, it didn't yeah. okay but are you being picky when you say that are you being really picky when you feel like oh this is like the least one are you you know what i mean like no, no, I'm not being. I'm it's not clearly. Being really it's very clearly like, like I think, <laughs> this is. I think it's it, yes. I think for me, it's very clearly that it's the one that I listen to the least. And okay, again, when, 
even when you know in prep in prepping for my review too is like is i was listening to the album and like i know said every time i kind of want to i kind of want to skip it but i end up not skipping it and it's not that i hate it like i'll, I'll go back and intentionally listen to that song and try and figure out why i dislike it and it's just mm-hmm. I think it's honestly just that the other songs, to me, in my personal opinion, are so amazing that it's I want to I want to hit those instead. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. It's like it's almost like I, you I, have you have good options, but you want the better option, right? I get, I yeah. get so it. So that, that's kind of that's kind of all it is. And you know what? I, I I had it down in my notes. I feel the same way. I feel like overall, I do want to say that it is a good song, but um, I had it down. It's funny. I had it in my notes. And it's one of my least favorites, but I'm not wow. gonna I'm not gonna skip it. I'm not gonna skip it. Okay. But the weird thing about it is like I feel like maybe what we're feeling is like this is like a vibe type of record. Like I can put this on and not really think about yeah. what Jay is really saying, but on all the other songs, like I'm paying attention very close to detail. But on this song, it's it's, it's nice. You know what I mean? It's it's, it's a good song, but. If I had to like pick one, you know. Okay, um, let me let me talk about this record. That maybe I should have took the lead on this one because I fuck with this record. Yeah, yeah, I forgot you. And and, uh, again, uh, no ID for me coming through with like a fire ass, like subtle instrumental. Another Nina Simone sample, by the way. And uh, Jay Z and Frank Ocean to me has just always been a winning combination. This oh, al- yeah. this album is not big on hooks, yeah. so just having Frank Ocean on this hook for me made this record stand out just on that fact alone. Yeah, I feel like Frank vocally brings this song and this album some brightness that like this album lacks because a lot of times it's kind of like everything's very subtle. Okay, and vocally Frank's o- Frank Ocean's voice kind of. St- Cuts through that like subtleness. Yeah, yeah, I can see that. I can see that. And then uh, Jay, yeah. Jay's just saying he's keeping the grass cut on you snakes pretty much throughout <laughs> this whole record. <laughs> on his first verse, he says, uh, "My crash course must much tougher." Round friends who kill their friends and then hug their mothers. Like, that's how you know this man's cut from a different cloth. Oh, when yeah. you're hanging around people like Special that. Special cloth. Yeah. <laughs> and then the second verse, <laughs> uh, go ahead and skip, uh, sip some uh, Kermit Frog the tea. Because Jay is airing out London McMillan for the way he's handling Prince death, and I feel like all that oh. shit. Every time I hear it, I'd be like, "Oh my god, <laughs> he looked Prince eye to eye." Yeah. <laughs> and then we're like when he's talking about selling tickets to go uh, walk through the house. That's what I'm saying. Like I don't know how this record doesn't catch you guys' attention, yeah. but I hear your points, yeah. and uh, we're on the positive side. Yeah. So let's go ahead and move on. Yeah, true, true. I don't want. I don't want to get too deep. Yeah. I don't get yeah, too Vontae deep, the Pro, you want to take the lead on the next track? Oh man, well this is kind of tough. Track number five, four forty four. Man, uh, to be honest, uh, you know, like you, br- you, you know, when we brought up track number one, "Kill Jay Z," that was very important. But I feel like four forty four is has our, if not more important than that track, just because plain and simple, this is the meat and potatoes to the whole album. Um, he's being very vulnerable. Yeah. Uh, the best way to, to describe it is just like when you listen to the song and you really like get to the end of it, and like you know Jay Z, like for being like how all of all three of us, like we look at Jay Z, like. It's like seeing your big brother cry. It's like seeing like somebody who you look up to, like like your uncle or something, like shed a tear. Word. It's just like, damn, like you know, like you didn't think that he can get this vulnerable and share these type of emotions. So the song is just very deep. Um, and then like even like addressing things about him being a womanizer, like this Mr. Big Pippin right here, like yeah. that's kind of crazy. Um, yeah. And then just you know talks about how um, his daughter just gave him that perspective on like treating a woman the right way and just like really like flipping everything in life and just I really I really felt that was interesting and just afraid of his like daughter not looking at him like pretty much like Superman like you know like you want your daughter to feel like man this is this is dad like you know and then you know hearing that like Santa's not real and shit like that you don't want you don't want your child to deal with that uh, talks about cheating and just ties in this whole album all together 444 plain and simple like the rest of this album, it's amazing. I fuck with the song. You guys like you guys like track number five? Yeah, I, I I agree with you. To me, this instrumental just screams like heartbreak and regret. Yeah, right. And yeah. uh Jay Z on this yeah. song is really wearing his heart on his sleeve. I would say this is almost like the most vulnerable I've ever heard Jay Z on record. Jay's been telling this story about how he woke up at 4.44 a.m. and wrote this song. Mm-hmm. I don't know if he wrote the whole song, but he definitely woke up and wrote the second verse. Okay, why because so? uh and it's dope because yeah. when you think about him waking up at 4 a.m. to write a song mm. and then like you're really paying attention to the lyrics when he says, uh, not meant to cry and die alone in these mansions hmm. or sleep with our backs turned. Like you could that's like visuals you see when you just wake up from like yeah. a bad dream. You look over your your wife's like as far away from you as she could be. Yeah. And then that's kind of how you construct this verse and this song. Yeah, that's a that's a pretty so, bright picture. Uh, yeah, picture so when paint. you hold that like him. Yeah 
writing this at 4 a.m. in your head while you listen to this song, everything comes off like way more powerful, and it's a pretty dope perspective. Platy, anything to add? Yeah, man. Uh, I got lots to say about this record. I love it, but to keep it short, um, like to me, every time I hear it, I just picture this almost like I picture this as a soundtrack. This song is a soundtrack to a movie, and it is like you said, it is like seeing your superhero at their lowest. And man, I um, I was I I I, post, I had this Facebook post, and I think it, it was like it was like two in the morning. I'm just listening to this record, and this is like this was a couple of days ago, and I'm listening to this record, and I'm just like, damn, that's that second verse, that end is so poetic like he's not even rapping he's talking and when he's speaking on all these things about about blue and everything that is one of the most poetic verses i've ever heard from jay-z and i love it and like you guys said it's very vulnerable it might be one of the most vulnerable records we've ever heard and and the the screaming of the sample it just adds like this creates this level of madness and chaos and, and drama to it and and then you combine that with the the way the instrumental breaks down at the end that bridge is oh this song is just this song is perfect to me like there is nothing about this song i dislike it's it's incredible i love it i agree i I like how you put it the song is perfect i like that let's hop into uh track number eight moonlight all right and uh yeah i'll start off yeah okay (laughs) platy go ahead and take the lead man you sound eager to talk do your thing man this is my jam so every time i hear it you know you hear that little you hear the beat fade in and every time you just know and and again this is one of those songs this song and 444 in particular are two that when whenever i hear it i i picture i picture like a movie and i feel like this this song fits that same record that same vibe in in a different way it's not it's not the vibe it's not the deepness of 444 by any means but it's got this this kind of almost timeless feel when it comes in and jay-z comes in with this nice cadence that's so different and then he's playing around with he he really is like this is a song that's very much to me like damn like how like how it reminds me of element in this context from kendrick kamar's album damn and it it reminds me of that essence is in essence because jay-z is playing with his flow so much he's doing so many different flows so many different schemes and and if you listen to element like um i I was sitting there counting one time and i think i counted over 15 flow changes for kendrick and element and i felt the same way about this with jay-z the only the the way he the way he builds up the way the beat builds up when he's talking about lauren hill like you know you still signing deals for real after all this done stole and he's like and then he's like you know after what they did to our lauren hill and then he goes in and the beat builds up and he just spazzes and that's the only knock i have against this record is that it ends pretty much right there and that just to me it felt every time it feels like i'm cut short yeah Uh, i feel that to the pro thoughts Oh man, um, man, you pretty much like said everything I was really gonna say. Uh, but I want to say I kind of feel like a little bit like with the 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 content compared to uh, the story of OJ. Like these songs kind of like um, they just have a lot of like similarities to me. I love the Lauren Hill sample. Uh, the yeah. hook is like really like really dope. Uh, we stuck in La La Land. Even if we win, we lose. Like moments like that are really dope because I feel like uh, what he's doing, he's just slapping up everybody, and it's not specifically what he's addressing. I feel like the black community but he's being a little bit broad because i feel like anybody could take some of these bars and apply it to themselves so i really like moonlight a lot i there's pretty much nothing more i can say like this song really is it is a classic oh man uh you know the way you guys feel about uh track number four caught their eye yeah, yeah. That's kind of how I feel about Moonlight. Like, I don't what? dislike it. What? But I know you, what? you like Lauryn Hill, though. I know how you this feel is, about Lauryn Hill. All right. <laughs> I, like, I don't dislike it, so I'm going to keep this on the positive side. All right, fair And enough. I would say I've heard better Fuji La Flips. Like, this is, mm. like, I've heard better instrumentals of this instrumental. <laughs> you know what I mean? This is such you, a... You like the Nas album done one? Yeah, like, this... The Fuji La has flipped a lot in hip-hop. Yeah. And so, when I was... Exp- when I, I expect I expect a little bit more from Jay Z and No ID with the instrumental, but that's not, you know, that's just being super nitpicky. All right, fair enough. But I'll give you guys this. That's I fair. Think, that's fair. And I'll give you guys this. I would say the uh, the hook is just so damn clever. Like you brought it up, y'all stuck in La La Land. Even when we win, we gonna lose. Mm-hmm. And then you have the track called Moonlight, which is the movie that won over La La Land. Oh, and fuck. so it's like, man, there's different levels to this shit. 
Yeah, you know what I'm saying? Cause yeah. you, and then uh, damn, I didn't, I did not even know that. Yeah, damn. that's why it's called Moonlight. Damn, damn, I didn't, I didn't, <laughs> I, I didn't know. There's a lot of things that Jay's doing that I don't know, but sooner or later I'll catch up. Yeah, and then I, 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 just to be quick, and I do love the bars. Uh, I know Killers, you know Killer, huh? Mm. Kind of harping back to Kanye's rant in Sacramento yeah. when he's like yeah. saying, like, I know Killers. You know Killer Camp. We different. <laughs> and uh, it's a solid record. And um, I'm going to jump into track number nine, Marcy Me. Okay. And this song is very special wait, wait, to me. Wait, man. wait, so, wait. Y'all what? are forgetting about the... Y'all are forgetting about the most potential obvious Drake shot of this whole album. And that's what the that? y'all stop walking around like you made Thriller. I oh, made Thriller. Yeah, oh, you right. Stop walking around like you. <laughs> way, to, way to save that, Chris Platty. But uh, yeah, that's a great line. Uh, yeah. And with that being said, let's get into check. Go ahead. Interesting. I mean, when you still look at the paper, Drake been streamed more than anybody in 2017. But go ahead, Will Go. <laughs> <laughs> All right, I want to ch- jump into uh, track uh, number but nine. But got the most album sales of 2017. Uh, go on, Will. <laughs> Will Gill. Y'all gonna say nine. anything else? <laughs> God damn it. <laughs> Can I get into track number nine? <laughs> yeah, man. Yeah, tell me why the song is important to you, bro. Yeah, I'm good. all right. Uh, I want to get into track number nine, Mercy B. Jay and this instrumental is just taking me back to uh, Blueprint Jay Z. Yeah, I agree. This is pretty. This song to me is pretty much like a walkthrough of uh, pre-gentrified Brooklyn. Mm-hmm. And like he has lines like mm-hmm. where he says, "Oh Brooklyn, not that new shit. Mm-hmm. Shit feel like it's a spoof. Fat laces in your shoes. Mm-hmm. I'm talking busting off the roof. Mm-hmm. Like I'm like, okay, that's that Jay Z shit I like. Yeah. And then um, the reason why I love this record so much, man, it just touches my soul because every time. I listen to it. It makes me think about the neighborhood I grew up in in East Palo Alto being like stripped of its identity oh. due to like new tech money pushing out families on their once low income homes. Yeah. And so whenever I go back to EPA, uh, East Palo Alto, it feels more foreign to me every time I go because it's everything is changing, is being gentrified. Yeah. And then uh, Jay Z being like nostalgia about Brooklyn, mm-hmm. it makes me, that's like the way I feel about home too. So like, the, the the song itself just like means a lot to it me and it's, with you. Okay. it's relatable oh damn interesting I, li- I like that you know it kind of makes me think about like when he was talking about buying property and um uh you know like it'd be worth more later but the hard thing about it is like when you're a low income family you you don't really have the option to buy a house like yeah. you can only really afford maybe like 900 800 a month or whatever for your rent so um man, yeah you that's can't very you can't invest you can't afford to invest no, yeah. no, but um, on track number nine, I feel like, all right, man, we've been saying for 13 albums that Jay-Z never writes nothing, but I feel like this one, he definitely wrote this shit. Yeah, he wrote this shit. You know what I mean? Like, it's yeah. too good to not be written. It does not, it, that's the only part that kind of, like, makes me feel like that, but it's not a bad thing because, like, man, he comes in strong, he comes in with good bars, and um, I feel like this is, like... I feel like this is one of Jay-Z's most important songs, like, out of his whole career, not even just this album. I just felt like he just really puts everything all together and just kind of, like, lets you know, like, what he's feeling. Um, And I just feel like, also, not even just, like, Jay-Z, but I feel like if I was going to explain to somebody, like, a little-ass kid, someone who probably listens to Little Uzi Vert, I'm going to show him this record and say this is what hip-hop is. If I was going to be that old head dude. Yeah, I feel that. You know what I mean? That's how I feel about it. But that's all I really have for track number nine. What you you feel about this? Quick quick thoughts, uh, Platty? Yeah. Okay, so damn, Will Gill bodied me on this one because all I got to <laughs> say about this song is that I I fucking love the hook. Uh, the hook is very infectious. Um, the song's dope. Like to me, again, it's one of my favorites, one of my standouts. But it's one that I can just listen to all the time, man. So like, I gotta echo everything you guys said. Will, you brought a great perspective there, and uh, y'all definitely bodied me on this track. So that that's about all <laughs> I got to contribute to this. <laughs> but just know that I appreciate it. <laughs> word, word. All right, Monte oh. the Pro, you want to uh, take the lead on the last song, track number 10, Legacy? Legacy. Oh, man. Um, all I want to say is that, like, what a way, this is how you end the album. This is how right. you end the album. Uh, Legacy, when you think about it and mm-hmm. you listen to the to the record, it's just really just that. Um, I like how on this one, he's really just talking about talking to his daughter and really just talking about, like, future plans and just, like, really let, letting you know, like, I don't know, like, where he's at and what he's really trying to do and just really, like, 444, 444, like, on this on this album really ties it together, but this song really makes 
makes everything makes that much more yeah, sense. It wraps because, up well. Yeah, yeah. So that's why that's what I feel about track number ten, Legacy. What, what, you, what you like, Platy? You want to take this over before I body this one too? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. If you're about to body this one, then yeah, nah, I'll, no, take, go I'll ahead. take it over. I'll kind of, I'll kind of toss the lob here. Uh, so yeah. A legacy again everything everything you're saying and i wish i really had more to add to this but i but i don't other than the fact that it is a great closer track um i i love i man i just to keep it simple man like i i don't really have a line or two in particular that sticks out to me it's just this whole song is just great from the instrumental to to everything everything about it in it to me as someone who like i'm someone who really appreciates closeout tracks good closeout tracks to to good albums like i i really put the the i really value closeout tracks to any album and i and and i think they have to be done well and i think that this one is one that's done very well and it's fantastic and there's not there's not a flaw that that sticks out I'm satisfied that it's the end when it's when it's there, and that and that's saying something because it's a short album. So I don't feel I don't feel gypped when I listen to it at the end because that closeout track is strong. You get what I'm saying? Where? Yeah, I'm, I'm out right now. I'm looking at some of the lyrics and I'm just to kind of like give the listeners perspective. Uh, he says uh, she might start an institute. She might put poor kids through school. She, my my stake in Rock Nation should go to you. Leave a play, leave a piece for your siblings to give uh, to their children too. That's like legacy. That's le- that's literally yeah. legacy. Like talking about like I'm gonna yeah. I'm gonna set you up for success. Whatever you do with that success, that's all up to you. Yeah. And just but just continue to pass it on and follow follow my footsteps. So yeah. we, we, all right. So Will Gill, uh, <laughs> balls in your court. All right. First, I would say you know just the opening line of this song, uh, where it's a uh, blue mm. says "Daddy, what's a will?" Like mm. just that line alone, I feel is kind of important. There's a lot of people like that. Uh, die unexpectedly or like they grew up in the hood and you know they don't have wills like people don't have wills so like all this stuff is left up in the air so yeah like, you know kind of pe- like prince huh? yeah so like it kind of like puts that in people's head that like you know will is something that you have to do i think it does a good job at starting a conversation about you know preparing yourself for when you go and like yeah understanding different things just a little foot in the door for jay-z yeah, yeah. i would say this record is just filled with so much soul it has great horns all throughout the record. The subtle drums really uh, complement Jay's subtle flow. The record is just flat out amazing. In the micro level, he's so proud of his accomplishments and the doors that he's opened for him and the people around him. Yeah. But like at, on the macro level, he still knows there's so much more to do and to be done to build generational wealth. Mm-hmm. And not just for himself, but he breaks down barriers for people that look like him, not just for him and his family. Yeah, yeah. And that's why he brings up the line about uh afrotech which is super important and when he's talking about afrotech it's like technology that is being uh built by black engineers okay, like, yeah, yeah. and stuff like that and and it makes his title thing seem a little bit more important because he's saying he's ahead of one of the biggest streaming services and he's a black man yeah and just for him doing that mm-hmm. It like it allows other people to realize they could accomplish bigger things than oh, just yeah. opening up a barbershop. Yeah, yeah, And yeah. Uh, if you want to know yeah. about more about Afrotech, I, I suggest you guys read a, a article on The Ringer about it. It's really good. Uh, and yeah, look into Afrotech, man, because uh, things are really popping and moving into the future. And with that being said, yeah, let's uh let's get a little ignorant oh. and go into the negative <laughs> side of this podcast. I, let's let's. Let's do it. Right. No, no, because I don't fuck with nobody. Yeah, I don't fuck with nobody, like at all, nobody. So it's very simple. Ooh, all right, man. man. Uh, Montana Ooh. Pro, Chris Platty. You know what? You Ooh, know what? Who's gonna you... take the lead on the negative side of this podcast? I'll, I'll go first. I'll okay. Go first. How about how about that? All right. So we went through every single song. That's rare on this podcast. We normally don't do that, but this album is that goddamn good. But. Man, I guess if I'm going to talk about a Pacific song, but I'm not even going to do that because I'm not going to take shit off this. Like, 10 songs, I can still deal with all of this. I'm going to say what I'm not fucking with is this whole Sprint title deal. I'm not, I don't like those exclusive deals no more, man. Nah. No, I, don't, I don't like it. Especially I, yeah. when it's exclusive to the one that I don't have. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> like exactly. the biggest one, Apple. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I, I do not fuck with that. I'm very uh, frustrated by it. Uh, I haven't had to boot, bootleg an album since, like, Carter 3. 
And I, <laughs> you know I mean, and this made me have to do that. And I don't feel bad about it, too, because I'm like, Jay, you set me up for failure, so guess what? I'm not going to buy it. So that's what I feel. But I'm just really upset by that. Um, the title thing was interesting because, like, we tried to set up a, a title account, and they, they blocked that off, too, and they said that if you haven't been a title member before this album, sorry, nigga. And, <laughs> and I, didn't, I didn't like that. That's a bad taste in my mouth. And that was, and that was a free membership, too, so yeah. you hope you can have that back. I don't want I don't want that no more. Yeah, Hove pretty much stole our free month membership yeah, from yeah, us. Yeah, yeah, us. yeah. And, and guess what? Now it's on Apple, and I'm I'm cool now. But overall, that whole little week, I don't like when I'm on Instagram. I don't like when I'm on Twitter. I don't like when I'm on Facebook, and I see everybody listen to it but me. Yeah, I don't like that. So overall, that's not what I, that's that's what I'm plain and simple not gonna I, not fucking with. I feel like the way you feel, and the way I feel too. But you're explaining it. Yeah. That's how most people feel. So you're, you're, I think like you're embodying most people oh, yeah, with those yeah. sentiments. I want to shout out real quick for the Culture Show podcast. We put up a prayer. I just tweeted out. I said, man, I still haven't heard the new Hove album. And I put it like a little emoji next to that. Man, when the blessings come up, the prayers come down. Check my DMs seconds later for the culture. They sent it over. They did it for the culture. So I appreciate you guys. I want to shout shout them out real quick because they're the one who gave me the plug. I don't, I, I'm hoping I'm not I'm not snitching right now. I hope not. But hey, man, fuck it. <laughs> <laughs> so overall, I'm not fucking with the title deal. Uh, you know who wants to go next? Who, um, who are you not fucking with? Platy, you want to take the, take this one? Yeah. So for the negative side, um, I agree with that. That I used to kind of be for the um exclusives because. Um, it is a way for the artist to get money, um, but really, in in reality, a lot of it just goes to the label. So that's mm. the that's the issue with that. Which, so overall, which is it doesn't Jay-Z help. On this and, album. You know, yeah, which is Jay Z. So I mean, I guess it does help for Jay Z. But um, <laughs> the negative thing that I have, the negative thing that I have is not. It, okay, like I said, the one negative I had was that, that Moonlight. I felt Moonlight ended too early. That's the only thing I have sonically wise. But the the other negative point I have is again to kind of piggyback off Vante's, and that is the whole streaming thing. Like Jay is okay. We all know Jay sells albums. That's not something that we need to discuss. But um, he does kind of inflate his numbers a little bit, and he did it with this album too. The reason what? it went platinum so much is Sprint. the reason the reason yes because Sprint because Sprint bought a majority of the albums and and then distributed them as free downloads so sprint Mm -hmm. bought like i don't i don't know if they bought exactly a million but they might have they might have bought five hundred thousand they might have bought seven hundred thousand they might have bought a million they might have bought two million but they bought album and so those count as album sales so the fact that hove went platinum he kind of really didn't and he did again he did this with magna carta and and i was gonna say that because hove is always on the business front yeah yeah, he did it with Samsung, mm. and yeah, and I think he did. I think he did something similar with American Gangster too, if I'm not mistaken. So, Hove is like it, it's it's a smart business move. But oh it yeah, kind of it is kind of deceptive. So, um, yeah. so to me, I don't, I, I don't, I don't really like that. But at the end of the day, I don't get too mad because I know regardless, Hove is going platinum every time. That's what drops. I was just gonna say. So, yeah. I was just I gonna say did. that. And I and I never give a shit about the numbers anyway. So you know it, it's a negative, but it's a it's a it's a small negative. It's nothing that's going to taint his image or whatever. He's still he's still even if you take away those those little business moves, he's still yeah. one of the most highest selling artists of all time. So yeah. he's he's good. He's he's whole. Yeah, I think I no think you just deal, waiting. But. I think you just waiting for this to go double platinum. So you can <laughs> but uh, all right, I'm gonna hop into yeah. like what I dislike about this album. And I would say I, I kind of wish you guys said uh, four for four or Family Feud is going to be played on the radio. Mm-hmm. I honestly can't see it. <laughs> I, I don't see like this those songs being played on the radio like over and over and becoming like a staple. Like oh you know like the corny things top five at five. You know none of these songs are going to be top five at five, on five like yeah. for a month. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And uh, so I wish this yeah. album kind of had like a clear. Um, a clear single and i know like a lot of people be like oh why does it need a single but at the same time there's this like uh j cole line i always go to where he says uh the single is just the uh hook to get you niggas to look <laughs> and then the album is the book mm-hmm. you know what i mean so it's just kind of like i wish there was 
something there that just like constantly yeah. like remind me about Jay Z. Even on his worst album, Kingdom Come. Which is clearly his worst body of work. Oh, yeah. He has uh he has Show Me What You Got and Loved Ones, which are very big records and yeah. they still hold up till this day, even I though agree. that album doesn't. So I kinda wish he had something just to be played over and over, but I'm not mad at it. That's just being super nitpicky. Yeah, if anything, I think that Bam and uh Bam and Smile have the biggest chances of being those hits, but Again, yeah, I, I, I don't see, like, any mega hit that's going to dominate the summer or anything. And, um, yeah. you know, so. But, like like you said, I don't really care for the singles, but it is an important part. I do agree with that. Like, that is something that, when I factor in ratings, like, a song, as much as I hate to say it, has it has to have, like, a standout moment that's that reaches more than just the core audience, right? And, and so that's something that I I take into consideration when rating albums. So yeah, and, and I agree with that. That that is that is a good um, negative of uh, criticism of this album. Cool. All right, I'm gonna take the lead. I'm just gonna get into our ratings. All right. And I'm gonna keep it short because yep. we we pretty much touched on everything. There's no yeah. more extra thoughts I have. Yeah. So I would say this from, album from is, is super solid. Uh, great album. Not not his best, but it's very good. And I give it a B plus. Monte the Pro, what's your rating? We'll get with the B plus. I'm surprised. <laughs> um, when I listen to this album, I do enjoy it a lot. I don't feel like it really gets played out. Um, I'm gonna go straight to the straight punchline. I feel like this is a classic. I'm giving it A plus. A plus classic. Yeah, yeah, Whoa. yeah, Oof. yeah. That's what that, that, that's what that's what I feel about this. Okay. Like just because maybe because like if you go back to the beginning of this podcast, I clearly said I'm like the least Jay Z fan oh, right here. Okay. So that I'm thinking this at a different level than you guys are. I'm like, oh shit, this is hope. And it's not like it's not like I'm just excited because we got more. Not like I'm just excited because we got more music. You know okay. what I mean? Like, this is, like, good music. Right. This is, like, like this is going to hold up for a long time. And I feel like this is going to, like, hold a lot of discussion. So, I mean, shit, short and simple, A+. a plus. Gladys, <laughs> short and simple, you're great? Yeah, and so to go off of Vante's point real quick was that uh, I think, if anything, I think your opinion of this album would hold the most weight when it comes to if it's a classic or not because of what you just said, how you prefaced it is very true. Mm. But, um, yeah, overall, I'm feeling I'm feeling the A-. minus. I like it. I oh. love it, actually. You know, um, to me, to me, my point was, my point was, is overall, I love this album, and I, I wouldn't have the confidence to say it's a classic to me. Uh, it could be, but to me, I don't think it will. I think I think this is an album that when Hov's like done rapping forever, and we know he's done rapping forever. Yeah, this might be it, though. I think this is one. I think I think this is one. Yeah, and, and and this might be it. That's that that's very true. This might be it too. But at the same time, whenever Hov is done, done, and we know we're not getting any new music from Hov, I think this is one that fans. And gen- and people in general will appreciate more in the final picture because this is a one where you're kind of you're stepping into a, a world of Jay Z and this is something mm-hmm. different and this is something that that's going to stand out in his body of work. This isn't going to yeah. be an album like a volume two or so that kind of is like it's it's a good album and everything, but it's one that's going to be kind of lost in the in the smoke and fog of, of his entire large discography because he has a large discography so um I, this, yeah. this is one that will stand out yeah but for me so i still i, I, I still I just think a, that jay-z finally made his black uh, black album this yeah. is finally jay-z making the black album <laughs> <laughs> yeah to, like if he retires after this it'll make more sense yeah I, I would say just to close out real quick before we do our out roll uh just to like on top of what you guys said had me thinking it's like if his career is like an ice cream like uh like blueprint would be like the ice cream because i, I to me personally that's just like my favorite album yeah and like this album is so good it's kind of like the cherry on the top of his mm, career yeah and so uh like when he's done rapping like yeah, yeah. this will kind of be like the a bright spot even okay. though collectively we decide that this isn't his best album yeah, but it's yeah. a bright spot that's a good point and uh that. let's go ahead and close out All uh right. chris uh, platty go ahead and uh let them know where they can find you man oh yeah. man thanks man it's always been it's always a pleasure doing you know i texted will i said look i need to be on this whole review so i'm excited <laughs> that you guys and you guys allowed me to come on here because it's always a good time and you guys you guys do phenomenal work if any of my fans are listening for the first time and they don't know who you guys are 
by some miracle, then um, <laughs> you gotta check these guys out because these guys are dope. Um, they're doing something. They're doing something really dope. So thank oh, you guys man, for I having me. I appreciate that. Oh and man, you get thank you, and you can find all my content on my Twitter, um, and that's just at real Chris Platty. That's at real Chris Platty. That's C H R I S P L A T T E. If you don't know how to spell real, don't follow. Just kidding. You can follow anyways. <laughs> I appreciate the numbers. <laughs> trying to inflate them stats. But, um, yeah, so on there you'll find a link to my iTunes and my Podbean as well as um, chrispotty.com is coming soon. I pushed it back. It was supposed to drop in June, but I pushed it back because of uh, because the holiday in July as well as NBA free agency and stuff has been keeping me crazy. I've been doing podcasts every day for NBA. So, yeah, Strictly Hip Hop is uh, is a is a outlet where a podcast where i touch on anything album reviews discussion pieces like i just had a discussion is kendrick lamar already undoubtedly a top five mc of all time i had a debate with um with noisy image for that that was a dope pod so i so i I don't really have any borders to it it's not just a it's 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 got depth to it and um again same with my basketball series so Check out each podcast. I upload once to twice a week usually, except for now, like I said, with NBA. I'm doing one every day of free agency. So I'm keeping you guys busy, mm. trying to give you good t- content. And once again, video um, video platform, uh, video podcasts and audio podcasts launching on every platform soon. YouTube, SoundCloud, Stitcher, Google Play, everywhere, of course, still on iTunes, still on Podbean. And uh, real quickly, shout out to my partner. Goddamn, Chris, <laughs> Chris Platty. Chris Platty with the shout out. Thank you. <laughs> thank, All right, thank you guys. Because, um, yeah, because they're a partnership, so they, they help me out a lot. So I appreciate, yeah, I appreciate them as that. well. And, um, shout out, Dana. Take the <laughs> Shout out, Dana. Uh, Chris Platty, uh, thank you for all the nice words. Feeling this mutual. Uh, and if you guys want to let us know how you feel about this Jay-Z album, you guys can hit us up on Twitter at HHR underscore pod. Uh-huh. We hashtag team follow back over here. So if you fuck with us, we, we fuck with you. All day. And you can find us on SoundCloud, mm. Stitcher, what? iTunes, Google Play, and uh, any other fucking platform. Uh, and if you listen to us on iTunes, make sure you drop a review. It really helps us out. And uh, Hip Hop Review Podcast Look us up Yes sir Yes sir Look us up Literally anywhere you can think of We there <laughs> But as always I am Vontae the Pro And I'm kicking it with my homie Chris Platty And Will Gill And this is the Hip Hop Review Podcast And God Damn We changing the podcast game Another one Let's go <laughs> <laughs>